Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. One of the newest members. <laughs> I guess the, the newest member of the Afternoon Show. <laughs> One of the, uh, yeah, there, one of the, yeah. Are yeah. there others that I don't know about? <laughs> no, it was a it was a bad intro for sure. Okay. Not okay. as bad as the Kellen Moore question, but it's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Ranks right up there. <laughs> we bounce back. We move forward. Spike Gaskin joins the show. What's happening, Spike? What's up, fellas? What's up, doing? brother? Excited for Clearwater next week. I know you. You ready to get your tan on or what? Dude, I need a tan real bad. <laughs> I, I I went to speak at students at Rowan University earlier this week. I saw that. My neck of the woods, yeah. Y- yes, that is real South Jersey. That's South South Jersey. <laughs> and uh, and I saw the video of it, and I was like, man, I need some sun real bad. So, were you? Were you, would you? How would you rate yourself as a as a, one of those things? Are you uh, inspiring? Speaker. Are you inspiring for the? Kids? I'm good at it. I am good at that. Yeah, I think I think of the. I would I would rank myself in the top five percent of of communications college speakers. I'm pretty good at it. That's good. I'm I'm wow, I'm pretty humble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, I'm not I'm not no good at that many with, things. Yeah. I have the to, es- also, yeah. the asking last name. I mean, there's not such thing as being humble, right? <laughs> uh, I would say I'm I'm humble occasionally, but I am. Let's see. I have I've probably three skills in my entire life. That being one of them, so I should be proud of that one. Well, how, how do you think your how do you think your dad's going to do at the um commencement speech yeah oh when he when he the doctorate thing yeah yeah it's gonna be wild i just <laughs> we we simply need to send elliot to stream the thing yeah i think we need to send elliot as our official reporter he needs to ask questions beforehand he needs to stream the entire thing and he needs to ask questions afterwards well and if, and if he you know if he gets any content out of it he is legitimately captain clickbaits but it, <laughs> correct but and he did that whole thing where he wouldn't call Doc Rivers Doc. We will, we will not call him Doc. <laughs> we will not be calling him Doc. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I might. I might. I, oh. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> well, definitely not Dr. King, though. We're going to call no, him No, not Dr. Dr. King. No. Jeez. <laughs> On the last day of February, exactly. he can't help himself. Dr. Eskin. Uh, all right, Spike, well, about a week ago, you set this whole thing on fire. Um, <laughs> what, what was your reaction You know, a week later to kind of the whole uh, A.J. Brown conversation we had here on the show? <sighs> Can I be honest with you? <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm, I, love, I love all my partners at w, WIP. Um, I love my teammates, everyone. I was real disappointed with how everyone spent the entire day afterwards kissing his ass, or on Monday. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I give him credit for calling, but we can't be so subservient to star players and so honored by the the grace of their presence that we ignore the things that they say simply because we're happy that they acknowledged we exist. And I felt like I heard a lot of that the next day. I I do look. He said he was going to call, and he called. He didn't sound like a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy, but. Just a couple of things is that he wanted us to take 
responsibility for things that we did not do, and he does not take any responsibility for the things that he did do. And a lot of, I, I heard A.J. Brown's a leader, wants to lead this team, yada, yada, yada. A.J. Brown is a lot of the reason why the conversation started around things being wrong with the Eagles this year. A.J. Brown is the one who decided not to talk for several weeks. A.J. Brown is the one who decided to blow up on his quarterback on the sideline. A.J. Brown is the one who publicly said that the players were not running the plays that the coaches called. A.J. Brown is the one who scrubbed all of the Eagles stuff from his social media. A.J. Brown is the one who, on several podcasts, would not answer questions about whether he wanted to be here. And A.J. Brown is the one who will not address specifically whatever is going on with him and Jalen. And I know he, he can say that that is not our... Are, you know, that's his friendship and his, you know, his life, and he doesn't have to share that. But they were the ones that, that whole FaceTime, we're so happy to play with each other thing, mm-hmm. Godfather of my child thing. We don't know about that if it's not for them. I, I didn't hack into and Jalen Hurts' cell phone to see how happy they were to play with each other. They put that out there. So I, I, and, and also, he's not telling the truth about his Twitter account being hacked. So his Twitter w- account was hacked, and the person who hacked it had the same exact complaints that A.J. Brown had. Like, what are we talking about? And on top of it all, the, the clip that he got mad at that he posted was not even about him that I said. It wasn't even about him. So I, I guess I just, while I, I understand his his disappointment with with how the reaction was in the city, whether it be fans and media, because I do think, and I, you said this, I do think he's conflating the two a bit because these guys look online and they see media and they see fans and it, it's all the same, right? It all sort of blends into one thing. Mm-hmm. But we didn't start any rumors at WIP about AJ Brown. Yep. The, the only thing that could even be close to it I guess, was when you guys did the certain A.J. Brown show, but that was never a rumor. It was a would you trade X for Y, which we've done on, on WIP for the entire three decades of its existence. So I guess my thing, and, and I wish I was there, and uh, some people asked me, they actually asked me at Rowan why I wasn't there. I, I'm not there every day yet, and I mm-hmm. can't just drop what I have here to just show up in, in case that maybe, maybe A.J. Brown calls at some point during an entire day. Mm-hmm. I would love to ask him the questions about it. I, I would love to go further into why media acts the way they do, why fans act the way they do, and why players act the way they do. But I just don't think he was held accountable for the things that he did, or, or he does not hold himself accountable for the things that he did. He wants it to be our fault that things went wrong, our fault that there's controversy around the team. But it isn't. It isn't. It's their fault. So that's, that's my, my thing. I have nothing against him. I don't think, you know, I heard Hugh saying he's not Terrell Owens. I, I don't know Terrell Owens. Ter- they, they seem both, they, they seem have some similar personality traits, but they seem different. AJ Brown seems like a, a good guy, I guess. And I, I don't have a problem with him personally. He's obviously a, an amazing player, but I just think that, that his perspective that day did not show me anything about him as a, a player or a person or a leader. It showed me that he was pissed off that people are talking about him on the internet. Like that's essentially what he was mad about. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about me bad on the internet? Is mm-hmm. and welcome to the club, buddy, <laughs> because we're we're all in that club. So that's a lot. But it, I've been thinking about it since Monday, and it, it's driven me crazy the entire week. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you you hit a lot of a lot of that on on the head as far as what the overall, I guess, context of what he was calling in about versus what actually happened, right? right? So he's calling in with one agenda. He wants to address why everyone isn't necessarily in support of him, why are we creating negative narratives and things of that nature versus understanding why people want answers to what happened at the end of the season. Right. Like that's really that's really like he wanted to talk about us media wise um being critical constructively or even if those I mean if somebody wanted him traded or what have you he he wanted to spend more time on that versus what really happened down the stretch at the end of the season. And man, I tell you I've never been in this situation uh with a player who is so headstrong on he only wants to go one way and it's like okay 
he doesn't want to talk about these things or talk about the things that a lot of fans would want to hear about as far as the season and how it ended. He just wants to get this off his chest, and there's not much here to get off his chest. Like, there's not much there after you're, after you say, well, why are you guys being haters? And it's like, oh, we're not being haters. We're just doing our job, basically. Okay, then where do we go from there after that? If you don't want to dive more into what happened with the end of the season. Sure. And and to be clear, I thought you guys did as well as you could have done since the, the Kellen Moore question. I thought <laughs> but but to yeah. your point, he didn't really want to engage in that. Yeah. And and if you're gonna say like your his job is to win football games. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't think we're doing our job, they didn't do their job either. You know, that that's and and I just I think the I, I think the whole thing is is that it ended bad and he has not been around here when things end bad Mm -hmm. and it is a intense market that that celebrates like no other market when things go well but is upset like no other market when things don't and i just don't think i think the context of how bad the end of the season was it was really bad Mm -hmm. when the only thing that we have to compare it to from an eagles perspective really is the Cotite seven and two to uh, to seven and nine, and maybe the last year of Andy, which was really really bad. The mm-hmm. Jason Babbin hating the fans, all that kind of stuff. When those are the only two things that we really can compare it to in our lives as Eagles fans, that's pretty bad. You know that ranks up there pretty badly. And when Andy had that year, Andy got fired. And when Rich Cotite had that year, Rich Cotite got fired. And the Eagles had this year, and Nick Sirianni didn't get fired. And and the the players are the same. So I guess. A lot of people are wondering, well, if it's not the coach, coach normally gets fired after that, then what is it? And he didn't want to answer to that. And all he wanted, to your point, all he wanted to hear was, why are you guys so so mad or why are you being haters? We're not being haters. We're, we want to love. This is that the, the, preferred, the preferred mood in Philadelphia around sports is not angry. It, no matter what the rest of the country thinks, we do not prefer to be angry. We prefer to be happy, and it was the opposite of that at the end of the sequel. Well, season. there's nothing been more true on the internet than the the meme of Philly fans are either cocky or distraught. Yes, because <laughs> there's there's no in between. No, <laughs> there's no in between at all. But that's what like that's what love is like. That's what passion is like. People always forget. They say we're the most passionate fans. Passion is not always great. They call it a crime of passion. <laughs> passion passion sometimes can lead you to be, you know, unreasonable in both ways. When you're unreasonably affectionate, when you're happy, when you're celebrating, everybody loves it. When you're the other way, nobody loves it. So I just I hope whatever happens with AJ Brown, whether he's I assume he'll be on the Eagles, whether he is or he's not, I just hope he goes in with a with somebody gives him a perspective about what everyone's job is here because the the job of WIP is not to be cheerleaders. In fact, we are important in holding people a- accountable. That that's what the radio stations for. Now, when things are going well, we turn into cheerleaders, but the entire job is not to just, you know, pat them on the butt and tell them that you'll get them next time. That's not our job. That that might be somebody else's job, but it's not ours. I honestly just look at it as a situation um, he talked about it, and it really goes both ways. Just misunderstood. He feels like he's misunderstood with the way he does things, the way he leads, the way he can be uh, passionate on the sideline and holding his teammates accountable and things of that nature, even to where we perceive that. And I feel like he just misunderstands what we do uh, in this field and how media works in this town. He's been here two years and for the majority of those two years, they've been successful. And this is the first little bit of adversity that he's had to deal with in his town. He doesn't necessarily understand that there's a long list of star athletes that have played in this town that just have to deal with this and a lot worse than what has happened with the end of this team, uh, with this team, and particularly him. Honestly, he didn't even catch as much flack. He just chose to address it. Like, nobody, yes, sure. nobody said A.J. Brown is the reason the Eagles lost or he's – terrible any of those things like he just chose to take this on himself when we were really being more critical of other facets of the team he's the one guy from a production standpoint that nobody had any real complaint about at all 
That's a good point. I didn't hear anybody complaining about. Yeah, nobody complained about AJ Brown as a player. Like, yeah, we just wanted to know whether or not you were happy being here, and were you upset at the quarterback? Are y'all good? Right. Is everything okay with you guys moving forward? And like, I just think he didn't necessarily understand that angle of it from this perspective, versus he was so much worried about why why are people being negative about AJ Brown when really you just. You're hearing snippets of things, and you're just lumping everybody into one bowl. We really should have been more positive about the losing six of seven and losing to the Bucks in the playoff game. I, <laughs> I agree that, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Get them next year. Yeah, always, the sun shall rise. Exactly right. Jack, you I, know there will be another season. Ike for or, or, uh, Spike for the pair of Jelly Roll tickets. What's something in life you don't get? <laughs> <laughs> Do I really have a chance at Jelly Roll? I no, ask you, you this you, every time. No, you don't get a chance. <laughs> but I'm curious, something in life that you don't get. I. Do not get – what do I not get? I should have thought of one because I knew you were going to ask me. Yeah. I actually don't get people who like cold weather. Oh, I love cold weather. I, I used to, and as I've gotten older, maybe it's because my joints are creakier than they were previously. <laughs> right. But all I can think about at this point is it's like – I don't know. Maybe the global warming thing might be okay if it reaches up here in the in Philly. I guess. Well, it's I don't here. know. I I never thought I would be somebody who retired to a warmer climate. But every year I get older, I think about retiring to a warmer climate. Well, don't worry, buddy. We'll be in clear water next week, so yes. you, you'd be nice and warm. Sun will shine. The sun will shine. Uh, let's go to Chuck and Mount Airy. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, Jack. I, yo, Spike. What's up, buddy? What's up? What up, Chuck? Hey, Nick. Good job, good job, Spike. Good job setting the record straight, you hear me? And now I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to talk about something right now that I woke up and I had, it was on my mind, and I got to bring it up, man. I got to talk about it. It has nothing to do with the Eagles. has nothing to do with the Phillies right now. And the Phillies will win the, the East this year, and, and, and Bryce Harper's going to be MVP. That's right. But I got something else that I woke up and I was a little upset about. Because there's a rain, you know, it's a cloud over my team. That's the 76ers, Okay. I hear Ike saying now he has no expectations in 76ers. You know why you got no expectations in 76ers? Because yeah. that big seven foot two bum, and we're number 21, okay? I'm sick of this, all right? He is the sole reason why the 76ers, and you call him the process? All you people out there call Joel and B the process? I thought a process is when you actually move towards something and have an ultimate ending, all right? And that's a championship. He is not getting close to that at all. This time he did it in a different way. He got hurt earlier than what he normally does, where, where Gerald Moore's hands was tied behind his back, and he wasn't able to make a trade to make this team a better team and a championship contender team. Now we got out there the, the process 2.0. Those old campaigns suck. Okay, Mobamba sucks. Okay, uh, uh, Buddy Hill, who's nothing but an eight playoff the bitch. Okay, and you guys want to go there criticize Tyree Maxey? He has nobody to play with, man. You know what? Joel and Dean did it to us again in a different way. And I'm not, listen, he's the reason why the 76ers for years now, and I keep going back to 01, I keep reliving those years, because that's the year where I had joy as a Sixers fan, okay? We got to put off another year, okay, of competing for a championship because this big seven-foot-two loser. So now you're, not, now, now you're mad at, now you're mad at yeah. Joel because yeah. Kaminga fell on his yeah. knee, right? Now you're mad at Joel because of that. His ass stayed on the ground. He should have got up. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that, though. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Yeah. You see people diving for loose balls, and you're going to lay on the ground, knowing you had a knee injury, and he should have been in the game anyway. The only game because he wanted to win MVP. His mindset, his mindset sucks. And you know why he wants to be the best player on a team that sucks like this? So everybody can uplift him and do what you're doing now. Say the six, God forbid, they get rid of him. He ain't nothing without, without we ain't nothing without Joel. Well, we're not. Well, we're not. Well, you see us. Do you see us without Joel right now? How do we look? It, it doesn't matter. Like, what I'm trying to say is the guy mindset is that this is what he thinks of. Well, wait till, wins, wait till he wins Olympic gold player. for Team USA. He'll win there. He's a loser, okay? Shut and up, he don't Jack. give a damn about nobody but himself, Jack. Okay? And you guys, this is what he wants. He wants everybody to sit there and say, oh, my God. And just request the trade, will you? If you request the trade, I have no respect for him. At least I know you want to win. He want to play with these bums. How do you He's get this upset? Loser. He hasn't played in six weeks, and you're still you're, you're irate right now. How do you get this upset, Chuck? Because it's, it's, it's been 10 years of this, man. My team's been held hostage. Hostage. Handcuffed. 
because of this loser, man. And they kept trying to build a team around this seven-foot loser. I am sick of it. I'll have the wits in. I love the 76ers. Love them, man. And I cannot get with this, man. Okay, putting it off another year. Daryl Moore couldn't do anything because this guy got hurt. And they keep having their future on this guy. When will the Sixers learn? When will Philadelphia learn? This guy is the biggest dog crap I've ever seen in my life. And Crystal Pins talking you, you little stupid ass laundromat. You can take him with you. Why don't you put him in a washing machine in your laundromat and wash him? Because he's a dumb. He's a loser. Man, Bryce Harper is going to hit so many home runs after listening to that, Chuck. Face of the city, Bryce Harper. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing about Joel. All right, like what's something, or uh, Chuck? Oh, what's something in life you don't get? <laughs> I don't, I don't. Listen, besides people loving Joel, I don't get why I can't pump my own gas. Jerk. I agree. Let's yeah. Get a for my car. I'm out. Peace, man. Right. Yo, he, Chuck was <laughs> full <laughs> out of breath <laughs> by the end of that. Now this is how you get back up to your number one spot too, as the number flying, one caller, flying back up. I mean, he Jeez. went down. He went down a little bit during the football season. Rios took him over because Rios had the he had the 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 the, um, the pump up speech, the pump yeah. up speech every week, you know. And Chuck kind of fell off from that point. But this the, the, Joel Embiid gets his blood boiling, and there's nothing he hates worse than me praising Joel Embiid. And the fact that I he heard me say. I have reshuffled my expectations with the team. I knew that 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 just got his his blood boiling right there, Spike. That's 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 Chuck right there for you, buddy. You remember Chuck? Yeah, I know. I remember Chuck well. I just <laughs> Joel hasn't played in a month and has a <laughs> torn meniscus in his knee. Yeah, it don't, I, it don't I, matter. Yes, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. He, he could he could have broken his leg, and, <laughs> yes. and Chuck would be saying, "Get back out there." Yeah. You know uh, what? By the way, yes. speaking of Joel, man, he is. He's not perfect at it, but he's sort of the model about how to consume Philadelphia fans and media. Like as 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 bad as it has been for him around here, and he's beloved, but he's beloved and held, I think, to a high standard. Like he gives it back every once in a while, all that kind of stuff. But he seems like most of it he lets roll off his back. So I I don't know if he's heard Chuck before. There's no way he's heard Chuck. No way. <laughs> There's a zero percent chance. He's I don't think he's listening to WIP. Yeah, I don't know no, if he's finding that on the uh, the dial. Yeah, probably. Not yet. He will be. I'm sure he will be. Speaking of Joel Embiid, he talked today. Uh, <laughs> gave, gave some comments. We'll play that on the other side. Spike is hanging so out. Save those for Chuck. Are they in, are they inspirational? For I think for Sixers fans, not for Chuck. You know, I don't think it's going to make Chuck feel any better. Uh, we'll play that on the other side. Spike's hanging with us for the end of the show. Uh, for a pair of tickets to see Jelly Roll, give us something in life you don't get. Uh, we'll go back to all your phone calls and what did Joel Embiid say about if he'll be back next year or this year. Uh, all that's coming up on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz, Ike Reese, and uh, joining us for the rest of the show is the one and only Spike Eskin. Speaking of the Sixers, you can come watch the Sixers game tomorrow with with, with me and Elliot Parks live from McGurk's in, uh, in Fort Washington. Have some uh, $3.75 uh, Coors Light pints. There will be Sixers and Coors Light branded merch giveaways, and we can rant about Tobias Harris together. It'd be, it's going to be a beautiful evening. So come hang out with me and uh, me and Elliot tomorrow on the Clap Your Hands World Tour there, Spike. The Clap Your Hands World Tour. Just a, couple of, just a couple of basketball guys 
Hanging out at McGurk's watching the Sixers. Talking hoops. Talking yeah. hoops. What, what, that, that, what we love to do. Burt's Town Hall is McGurk's again, right? Yes. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. Yep. Uh, so Joel Embiid spoke earlier today uh, about his status, when, when he might be back, gave updates on all that. Here is Joel Embiid. Joe, are you going to come back this, this season? Uh, that's a plan. Uh, obviously, everything has to go right. Uh, you know, as far as you know, getting healthy and being as close as, um, yeah, as I'm supposed to be. Um, but yeah, that's a plan. What's the, is there, what's the timeline if everything goes right? Um, I mean, there's, there's really no timeline. Um, like, it all depends on can never tell how the body reacts, um, especially once you start ramping up. Um, so, I mean, it all depends on how it feels and, um, and if it feels great, then uh, that's good. And if it doesn't feel like it's right, then you gotta, you know, you gotta keep going. My question to you is, but why come back? I mean, you know what I mean? Like after injury like this, some people might say, you know what? Let me just rest up for next well, year. Um, the same reason why I was pushing uh, the you know last couple of games. I, I just love playing basketball. I want to be on the floor as much as possible. What do you think about that, Spike? Uh, do you think he comes back? And at some point here, would you consider just shutting him down, or would you play him no matter what? Play him no matter what. If he wants to play, he can play. If if the doctors say that he can play and he wants to play, he can play. You you're. You only get so many shots at this, and Embiid at eighty percent is better than you know eighty-five percent of the NBA players at a hundred percent. So I'm going to take my shot at it all going right one of these times, and it can't go right. I can tell you, they, you know, if he comes back and he's not fully healthy, which is probably what's going to happen, they have a very low chance of winning the championship. But without him coming back at all, they have zero. And I'll take very low over zero anytime. So th- that's that's my gut. If he wants to come back at at you know, and he's he's only seventy five percent there, and he misses every third game, all that kind of stuff, I will take that over him not playing. One condition: if it's just if it's the play in, I'm not bringing him back. Mm. Dude, that the let me tell you, the the Heat were in the finals last year. They were in the play in. The Lakers were in the Western Conference Finals. They were in the play in. I just the we, don't have, we don't we don't have we don't have. LeBron James, winner, or Jimmy Butler. We don't have either one of those guys. We don't have the culture that those two teams had, it's particularly Miami, because that's what they went off guts, gal, culture, DNA. You know, they aren't the most talented team, but they have something in them that they buy into and that they they've been through it already. It's their second trip to the finals. I'm saying this. Here's where I, here's where I'll meet you halfway at. If they get out of the play-in, meaning they win the play-in games and make it to an actual series, then I'm okay with bringing him back. Then I'm you're okay. The guy, yeah. you're, gonna, you're like the guy that's going to leave your closer sitting in the dugout as yep. you lose the game because you didn't bring him into the eighth inning yes. when you needed to get through the eighth. Yes. That's yes. I, I just don't I, – I, first of all, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near playoff ready and ready to go. Secondly – depending on when he does come back and how many of these games they get in, with this new team, they have to all of a sudden put a system around Joel Embiid that these guys are comfortable playing in, and I have to expect them to go out and actually be able to beat teams that have been fighting to get in the playoffs all year long and playing. He's not going to be ready to go, and he's going to go out there and give us 110% effort like he tries to when he goes out there. And I'm more concerned at a Joel Embiid who's not completely healthy or or – in shape can actually do further damage, and we have no shot at winning a title. No I'd, shot at winning a title. I'd rather get the higher draft pick. I don't care about a damn. I don't care about. I don't care about a draft pick. No, no, yeah. come on, Spike. Process two Get the higher draft pick. They're not winning the title this year. Stop. Now I agree with that, but I don't care about a draft pick. Well, if you have a chance to get a higher draft pick or, or bring back in beat, dude. The plan. <laughs> the plan is is you win one game. Is one game. So yeah. so you're telling me that because they're the seventh seed and they got to win one game, that then you don't bring Joel back. What if they're unless, the 10th seed? Yeah, not, they might not even be the seventh seed. You yeah, what if they're the 10th seed? They're not going to be the 10th seed. They, they're the well, they're even close to it. Dude, there's, I was looking at the schedule last night. There are nine games over the rest of their schedule that are that are Charlotte's, Brooklyn's, those sorts of teams. Yeah, the winnable games, yeah. The winnable games. That puts you at 42, which means you basically need – 
which means you're out of the nine or the 10 seed, by the way, with 42 wins. And then you win four more and you're at 46 and you're probably at the six seed. And they're, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I'm, I don't know. What are we saving him for? For another year next year where he gets injured again? Like if he, if he can go, let him go. I, I'm just that I, I didn't used to be that way. When maybe five years, three, four years ago, I wasn't that way. This way, I'm just, you, you never know when, when, Kevin Durant's going to tear an Achilles when when Clay Thompson's going to tear an ACL when and then all of a sudden when Derrick Rose is going to tear an ACL where all of a sudden you're in a series with a team you didn't think you could beat and somebody gets hurt and and all of a sudden you can beat them I I don't want it to happen for somebody else I don't want someone else to have some magical run with it uh, can you imagine how awful it would be to see the the Knicks or the Celtics waltz to the the finals because because Giannis broke his leg or something i don't I well the celtics play. are going to waltz to the finals mm, they are. i don't know i mean unless unless doc somehow has a miraculous recovery with them bucks <laughs> i don't see how anybody else can beat the uh, celtics now mm. now in, one in the east now one thing that could save the sixers and i want to know if you guys are on board with this there's a, a push for a standing ovation for tobias mm. harris <laughs> <laughs> even i'm not in favor of this <laughs> Everyone, if anyone does that, they should be sent home immediately. There's gonna be, there's gonna be twelve people standing, and they're gonna look like the biggest dorks in in the world. Well, the the standing ovation uh, commander has spoken. Yeah, and we've he gone says too no. far. We've yeah. gone too far. The Tobias Harris is where we draw the line. Yeah, and, and I'm a Toby guy. Yeah, and that, yeah, that, that, that that's too far. How's yeah. Tobias Island? Not good. Taking yeah. on water. It's lonely. Yeah, it's by myself. I'm over there by myself though. It's taking on water. Me, me and the crumble cookie people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't trade him for that, though. Yeah, again. Are we sure Daryl Morey knows what a winning basketball player looks like? Mm, not sure. Wait a minute. Daryl Morey did not acquire Tobias Harris. He held on to him for three years. He didn't have any choice. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, nobody was taking Tobias Harris, He's, man. He could have traded him this year. Could have traded him last For who? Season. For what? How are I they going to trade him? I don't care. I don't care who we traded him for. Uh, what about every deadline? What about trading for James Harden? I mean, like losing basketball players all over this team. I mean, Paul Reed, loser. Kelly Oubre, loser. Buddy Heald, loser. Tobias Harris, Hold on, man. Loser. You out on Buddy already? Yeah, I'm out. Campaign, loser. <laughs> Mo Bamba, loser. I mean, how it's up and down the roster, littered with them. The, this whole roster of losers, when Embiid was playing, was 28-7 and seven and had the best yeah, point differential in the NBA. He's that good. All these losers. He's that good. Plus, Jack, Jack's been distraught since Pat Bev got traded. He, he didn't know what the hell to do. Yeah, they had, they had a winner. Wait a minute. They let Lowry's go. a winner. Yeah, Lowry's fine. Batum's a winner. Yes. Melton's a winner. Yeah. Maxie's a winner. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Three? You, you're giving me three? On a, on well, a, I, I don't you're, know. You're selling me on a title run? Sixers fever? Catch is it? Chris Apps Porzingis a winner? No, he's a loser. Okay. Well, so is Dame a winner? <laughs> That's no. to be determined. Okay. Have you heard about Dame time? Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> he didn't run from the grind. I know. I know. Uh, well, let's go back to the phones. Herb in the Northeast. What's happening, Herb? What's going on? Spike? All right, Spike, my you need to help man. me through this phone call, okay, Spike? Oh, I'm psyched. I'm psyched to get the Herb call. I think this is my first Herb call. What's up, Herb? What's up, there? I agree. Uh, Spike, I got a new nickname for you. It's going to be called Spike with the O on the end, all right? Spiko? Yeah. That's a horrible nickname. <laughs> why, why are you calling him Spiko? Nah, I like that name, Spiko. Let me ask you. Been in New, you've been in New York a couple of years. How many times did you go to Cax's Deli, and how many times did you go to Ben's Kosher Deli? Well, so the issue is I don't eat meat or dairy, so the delis aren't aren't really aren't really great but for me. But how many times have you gone? Is this question, Spike? Zero. Right. Okay. Zero. So your, your, dad never, your dad never took you there. Well, my dad doesn't live here. Up, up here. I'm all, I know it sounds crazy. I'm almost fifty. I live all by myself, and <laughs> you should you should move back in with your with your parents for a little bit. I mean, that'd be good content for the show. Yeah, it'd be great content for the show. After I I run run for the hills, that'd be that's not going to happen. No, I didn't go to either deli. I'm sorry, Herb. That's all right, buddy. I was just I'm just you know playing around with that's all. Spiko, uh, Spiko. You know what? I, I think Joel Embiid is going to be playing somewhere between March 15th and, and March 20th. I believe that. 
Why do you think it's that? A five day window. I just, I just because that injury is usually like four or five weeks. That surgery, you could be ready to go. Do you have experience so, with that, Herb? I mean, you sound like a professional on this. Uh, we'll see. You know, uh, I think he could do it. I did it in one month, so I don't know why he can't do it in uh, five weeks or so. Uh, I had the same injury a long time ago. There it is. Uh, but I'm not seven foot two. Nope. Uh, but anyway, the Phillies won five nothing, and I uh, saw Jeremiah Trotter, six foot, two hundred and thirty pounds. That's junior. Our, that's our future. That's our future, Herb. He might be the next Brian Dawkins if you know how to use that. Well, he's Brian Dawkins was a safety though. Yeah, well, you never know. Safety blitz. That's what he does. That's his specialty. That's true. Uh, Ike, do you think that Jeremiah Trotter could transition to safety? No. Okay. I I think, you know, a lot of guys, I know a lot of linebackers, the kids that played at George Washington, played for the Ravens, and they 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 were like, 5'11", 6 foot, you know, it was hard for them to get on the field. They could play. They were good. They played in college, but it was hard to get, you know. But uh, he's, you know, I saw a little a little bit of uh, him last night on TV. Liked what you saw? And I liked, like I was telling you, yeah, he, he can move around and oh, yeah. upset and uh, run in the running game. He can make the tackles. He knows what he's doing. All right, Herb. So we'll see if the Eagles uh, can pick them in the. Oh, we're drafting. We're drafting her. Don't you worry about that. How was that? How was? How would you rate that? If I got the run, that was better. It was much better. better. Yeah, Yeah. at the pressure of Spike. You know, I just found out that the draft is in Detroit. Ah, that's a shame. I've heard I've heard Detroit is coming back. Yeah. It is. It actually is. But I didn't even. I'm like, hold on. The NFL draft is in Detroit. Meanwhile, they they picked on us here. It was a great draft in Philadelphia. I mean, it was, oh, it was un- awesome. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know how exciting people are going to be about going to Detroit for the draft. No, I don't think very excited. <laughs> I don't think very excited at all. What are they going to be down like at Ford Field? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know where they're going to have it at or anything. Yeah, I have no idea. Is it going to be at Eminem's house? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how about Eminem? Coming out of the Woolworth to jump to jump on the Lions bandwagon. Oh man, I hadn't seen Eminem that much in, <laughs> since the the weird mid game interview. Uh, that With uh, Brent Musburger, yes. yeah, dude. <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, we'll go back to the phones here. One second, but first, here's Ike. Hey, this is perfect. Knowing that Spike is on. Spike is a know it all, right? Sure no, is. Wait. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. What is going on? This, this is Natural Lawn, right? Yes, I love Natural Lawn. They they do. Make because you know you move to the. Uh, hang on a second. Oh, I'm here sorry. we go. Now you get the phone going off. Well, it's my laptop. You are a know-it-all. Sorry. Anyway, the the thing with the the lawn is you move to the suburbs. You need a good lawn. There was there was total pressure when I moved to the suburbs. And natural lawn did help out, but I'm not a know-it-all. Would you well, describe me as that? Well, you know, okay. sort of. Right. I don't think it's a, a negative though. Yeah, you certainly yeah. know a lot. Okay. Yeah, trust right. me. Yeah, know okay. it all is kind of a negative connotation, but okay. I didn't write the read though. Okay. But I'll start over but you, again. You had your hand in that. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. But I, I, I emphasized <laughs> the beginning of you it. You said like, you make sure make sure you get that line in there. That's like being a know it all. Spike is a know it all, and he's been telling me repeatedly about his experience with Natural Lawn of America. Natural Lawn has been creating green lawns quickly, more naturally, and with fewer weeds since 1987. Their technicians have worked to determine specific needs of your lawn, reducing the need for chemicals and creating a safer lawn for you, your family, and your pets. Take advantage of Natural Lawn's limited time offer. Free seeding every year. Well, I tell you, those Eskins, they love their freebies. I just saw the king walk by, too. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. You guys you guys really do like your freebies, too. <laughs> I do not like freebies. Then you get lumped in with your dad on that. I know. What's yes. going on with that? Well, we got, we got some positive reviews so far, Spike, on, on your, uh, your appearance on the show today. Uh, on Twitter, yeah, someone said, thankfully it appears that the son, Spike Eskin, will speak his mind and not be an Eagles ass kicker, kisser like his father. Oh, oh, no. some, some there you go. Positivity on, oh, no. on Twitter. <laughs> uh, the Twitter question sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers. Extensive collection for the perfect gift. Online, marks-jewelers.com. Spike, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Does it matter to you if the Phillies win the NLEs this year, or is it no big deal? 
52% saying no big deal. It's basically 50-50, Spike. Of course it matters. This, so I'm listening to you guys talk about this. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when you're talking about draft picks in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you don't need the first pick. You can get a good player with the seventh pick. And I was like, well, okay, but would you rather have the first pick or the seventh pick? But you can get a good, right. You want to be, first of all, the, the goal is to be the best team in baseball. The goal is to win the division. The goal is not to get into the playoffs and hope you get hot. Of course, that's how it ends up working out. But you have a better chance of getting hot if the team is better. Now, the the only thing that is a little weird after last year is the whole time off after the regular season ends. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that makes me a little nervous. Mm -hmm. Only thing. That's why I I think it matters. I think think wanting to win the NL East matters. Yes, and and they should be striving to do that. I, I would settle for a you know, a, a down-to-the-wire sort of battle with the Phillies and the Braves for the National League East. Because at least if they if they come up short of winning the division, they'll still have the intensity of the end of the season going into the playoffs where they've been playing sort of playoff baseball. Listen, you win 95 games and the Braves win 97, or you win 97 and the Braves win 100. Like, that's whatever. That, that's, yeah. that's a little different. Yeah. I just don't want it being a 10-plus game yes. differential between the two teams. Like, be an actually good team. Like they oh, have spike your dogs. I know. We yeah, got Rebel. Dude, the phone's so, going off. Like, Dude, what do you want? I got to get down there. I got, I'm sorry. <laughs> the the, the, the mail the lady came, and the dog hates her, and he went nuts. Yeah. I don't care. Well, you guys are, you guys are anti, uh, anti-post people? No, I love I love mail. Well, if she rings the doorbell, it's over. Do yeah, the, dog, the, dog, the dogs go crazy. I love yeah. mail as an interesting, like. <laughs> Mail's great. You kidding? Mail's the most fun. <laughs> uh, Spike, what did you think of, what was your big takeaway from the Nick and Howie press conference? What are we doing with Nick, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's my whole, what's this guy saying up here? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole thing. I'm, I'm watching it. Howie just did his normal Howie thing. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. But the I'm watching Nick, and I'm just like, is it possible? Is it to, is it possible that he is this bad speaking in front of people? But when he's in the room in the locker room, when he's when he's doing game plan, that he's actually smart and good and motivating. Is it possible that you could be both of those things? And I just keep ending up with absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. I, I'll say I this. I, I think he's better in the former of those two. You know, if he's behind closed doors, he's talking to his players, he can talk football, and he can be honest with his players. I think where he sort of struggles at is where he has to get up there and he's trying to avoid certain answers right. or he's trying to avoid going down certain paths, right? You know you know how this thing works. They They have sort of a media game plan before they come out and speak to the media, and they want him to stick to that script, right? They want him to sort of stick to these are the things that we can focus on, that we need to focus on. We don't need to be as open and honest about this or that because that could lead to more questions, and which also leads to Nick having to answer stuff on his feet. Like he has to be quick on his feet if somebody is following up with certain questions. And I think that's just an area he struggled with. He struggled with it from this first interview, he got a little better in 2022, although he didn't have to answer many tough questions because no. they won so many games. He didn't necessarily have to deal with it. But we saw it. We saw that the struggle came back yeah, yeah. this season. Well, and people it were, came back this season. People kind of just stopped paying attention to what Nick was saying because they were winning all the time. Because they were winning. But yep. when, when we're looking for answers yes. and we're he- – I, I, I left every press conference not feeling confident that I – that the coach knew what he was doing. Yeah. But you, you know what's weird, though? So when Doug first started, I felt mm-hmm. the same way about Doug when yep. he started. Yep. But as when you do 150 press availabilities in a year, you most people, like Doug got better at it. He got better at handling Angelo. He got better in the press conferences. He got, he got more confident. He got snippy. I, he got snippy, he got, Doug. He got snippy. He also became unafraid of saying whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I guess I just I worry about a guy that is the that is essentially the CEO of your football team that you're terrified of speaking in public because he might say something wrong. Yeah. Like, it just says a lot about what they think of him that they have his 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 hands tied so much when he when he talks. I mean he Elliot Elliot asked him at the end of the 
I was talking to Elliot about this. The end of the press availability, Elliot said, hey, what one thing did you learn from how last year ended? And he talked for four minutes and did not give one thing that he learned. How is that even possible? How could you... We doubled and tripled down on the core values. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. What what does that even mean? Yeah. You know? I don't know. It It was disheartening. It just... If you're not going to let him say anything, then don't send him to the combine. Don't let him, <laughs> even let him talk. You know that's a good point because it's not mandatory to go to the combine, right? So what are we doing? Why are we doing? Yeah, that's that? a good point. <laughs> uh, Mike is in Glassboro. What's happening, Mike? Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. What's up, Mike? I just wanted to wish a happy 11th birthday to Flyers legend Simone Gagne, born on a leap day. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow! Nice, nice little nugget for you guys on the leap day. We should have done something not to not to cut you off, Mike. We should have done something with famous people born on leap year. Well, Eric, Eric, I guess uh, leap day, I Eric Kendricks is the only modern uh, the modern NFL player that was born on a leap day, so he's eight years old today. And Tyrese Halliburton in the NBA, I think he's like four or five or something. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, anyway, I want to talk about the Phillies. I don't really think it's like vital that they win the NL East because we saw they could they can go on a run regardless. But I do think it's vital that they go out and get like Montgomery or at least another bullpen arm because we saw last year that the pitching let them down. Kimbrel and sometimes Nola get shaky. I just think adding like you know another ace level guy like Montgomery is is a home run, and they they need to go out and do that like ASAP. Yeah, it would take them from a from a really good rotation that's probably top five to the best in the sport. And it would be, it would be just like eleven all over again. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if they have to do it, but if they want to surefire lock in, let's go uh, win a World Series. Jordan Montgomery makes them that much better. I mean, here's my thing: they offer Yamamoto, a guy who hasn't touched an MLB diamond once, three hundred twenty-five million, uh-huh. and Jordan Montgomery was just the ace on a World Series winning team. So I feel like that's a no-brainer to offer him the same contract. I mean, he's he's well. He's we don't have to go three thirty. The, the the difference is is that uh, Yamamoto is twenty twenty five. Money, yeah. but I'm saying like a good contract for what he's worth, for what an ace is worth in the MLB. You're going to have to pay, you know, a decent, a decent yes. amount. Yeah. Yep. We'll see, Mike. What's uh, what's something in life that you don't get? Uh, the Big Bang, and I don't think anybody really gets that. Yeah, it's a big one. The Big Bang. The Big Bang, like the when the theory that Earth was created um, off of the Big Bang. All right. How is that for an explanation? Yep. <laughs> you really nailed that one. Yeah, that's so why I was like, yep. Was, you sound like I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson right there. Yeah. Just... Neil deGrasse Fritz. Uh, yeah. Do you understand what leap days are, Spike? I did hear the guy explain it. I did not know beforehand, but I did hear the oh, call I definitely don't feel it. bad now that Spike didn't know. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't. Mr. Know yeah. It All. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> get me somebody get me a freebie <laughs> uh dan's in mayfair what's happened dan hey what's up guys what up, one man? second huh hey what's happening hey uh real quick yo shout out to chuck that's my man right there he, he goes hard <laughs> in the paint I'm, I'm listening to him on, on his phone call he's, he's literally making the speakers on my phone crack he's a yeah he's intense yeah. man he's, yeah he's the best yeah. um and um I think Spike, Spike, you had a real good point, Spike, about AJ Brown earlier. About he hasn't been here that long, so he don't, he don't, he don't really know why, or he don't really, maybe he hasn't really seen what it can be like when when things really hit the fan here. You know what I'm saying? That was I thought that was a very, uh, very poignant uh, comment there. Um, he knows now. <laughs> and, and and you know what? I feel like. I feel like he didn't even catch it. I feel like things have been worse. And, and he, 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 as bad as they were at the end of last year, um, things have been worse. And I feel like morale has been in the trenches has been worse. Um, I, I, and so, yeah, I didn't really think he caught it that bad. But, you know, it, it's like those receivers, you know how those receivers are. They're a little sensitive. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, I get it. I get it. Um, also, uh, Eagles, defense. Um, wh- who... Who would you guys? I mean, other than Hassan Reddick, um, who, who would you guys like to see? And, and, and factor in price as well. But who, who would you guys like to see Howie grab in free agency? If, if, if you know you had your your Christmas wish list kind of thing. Mm. Man, I would have to go on the defensive side of the football. I'm I'm kind of stuck yeah. between a corner and a safety. Right? It's not. There's a couple safeties out there. Nothing huge. But if 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 Legere Sneed somehow can be gotten, that's where I would kind of go. I, I I'm not as confident about the team drafting a corner and developing them. I think our best cornerbacks have come 
from signing guys coming off their first contract or trading for guys who are coming off their first contract looking for a deal? Well, yeah, just yeah, say Shepherd. Shepard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's, yeah, up, no, what's, yeah. up, what's something in life that you don't get then? Okay, this is what I don't get. Well, among many things, but this is, this is one of the things I don't get. Um, why do they drive on the other side of the road in, like, the U.K. and Japan? And they, where, everywhere else, everywhere else in Europe, everywhere else in China, India, everywhere in America, we all drive on, on the right-hand side of the road. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I, know. It, it really, I guess, it, like, it, we're like the, uh, I appreciate the call. I mean, that's like here where we just made up our own measuring systems. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone else uses the metric system. We're, we're talking about inches here. You know what I mean? Inches matter. Inches, inches Pause. matter. Uh, speaking of uh, the Eagles hey, and the you know, Spike, yeah, he's it's caught on already. And yeah. the uh, the cornerback position, I guess they met with three uh, three corners at the combine. Okay, uh, the, the, you go. the Cooper Kool Aid. No, 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 no Kool Aid. Cooper DeGene, the uh, the cornerback from Iowa. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, Clemson quarterback Nate Wiggins and the Alabama Sorry, quarterback no. uh, Tarian Arnold. So um, they are they're meeting with some corners out in uh, the draft. Well, there's no way we're taking a Clemson corner and then Jeremiah. Correct. Uh, also, I mean, so we've heard out of the out of the combine from Elliot, and then they're going to invest in the linebacker position, and now they're they're interviewing or they're interviewing all these corners. I'm sure that's what they're going to do. I'm, I'm definitely sure that's what they're going to. So do. you think they're going opposite of what they're letting out there? 100. percent 100. percent This is not what they do. <laughs> this is not what they do. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. We're rolling to the five o'clock hour spike. Hanging out with us. Does it matter to you if the Phillies win the NL East this year, or is it no big deal? And for a pair of tickets to go see Jelly Roll, give us something in life you don't get like leap years. But on the other side, a top five to five with Fran. What does Francisco have in store for us today? Oh, boy. His, Bad news. His <laughs> third top five of the week. Does he have it in him? We'll find out next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIV. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 